one thing that having my daycares has taught me is that you never start when you're ready. In your head, you think, okay, I have to have it all figured out before I can actually do whatever it is that you want to do. But it's actually the complete opposite. When I was 19, I thought about opening a daycare and I literally researched everything, like how to open it, what I needed to do, what state policies I had to follow through on in order to get licensed. And I never executed it. It wasn't until I got pregnant with my daughter that, you know, I actually took it serious and had to do it. But see, my daughter, she made it so that I didn't have time to figure it out. I had to do something now in order to prepare us for a successful life. So I didn't have time to be scared. I didn't have time to procrastinate. I, I just had to do it. Prior to, you know, <clears throat> having my daughter, I was working at the casino. So I was working there. I was working 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. Didn't think about having kids. Never honestly thought about being a mother. Like, I was young. I was living my life. I would have two hours of sleep for work, wake up, go hang out during the day, you know, hang out with my friends downtown, shopping, like living a life, go to work. You know, I was young. I wasn't tired. I didn't have to get as much sleep as I would have to do now. And, you know, when I got pregnant, I had a hard pregnancy. Uh, I ended up having to use a lot of my FMLA in order to just, I couldn't work. You know, I was throwing up all the time. I was always feeling sick. So me standing at a casino table, you know, for 10 hours a day was impossible. The times that I did try to go to work, I'm literally getting tapped out every five minutes, throwing up right in the middle of the floor. Like it was just crazy. And, you know, I took the time off and working for a corporation. Many of you know that you don't have a lot of time off. They only give you so much time to be sick, so much time to, you know, deal with your personal life. So by the time that I had her, um, I had a, a C-section. And according to my FMLA, I was supposed to go to work two weeks after I had my C-section. I knew that my body could not physically make it through a work day. It hurt me to even stand up. I felt like, you know, it was bricks in my stomach weighing me down. Like I, it was painful. Walking upstairs was a process, like literally lifting my legs up and feeling the stitches where the doctors cut me to get her out. It just, it, it was almost impossible for me to even think of standing on my feet for 10 hours. So I'll never forget, I was walking down the hallway where the casino that I worked at, there was a long hallway that you had to walk to in order to get to the human resources office. <sighs> I'm literally walking. I had to pause so many times and just slouched over holding my stomach in pain because it hurt that bad to just walk to the office. But, you know, I made it. I turned in my resignation later and then I thought, what am I going to do now? I had no college degree. I had very little work experience. Um, I didn't have any money saved up. Uh, the guy I was messing with at the time, you know, he helped me out. But 
he actually put me in a worse situation than when I started. So, you know, I was just like, what am I going to do? And this little girl that I grew in my stomach for 40 weeks, who didn't ask to be here, didn't ask to, you know, didn't didn't ask for any of this, you know, and I looked at her and I just saw like love, like her eyes just, they, they showed love, like, and I loved her. I wanted to give her everything that I didn't have. So I figured it out. <clears throat> and I did internships at homeless shelters and, you know, research group homes and just everything. And everything led me to, okay, let me try this daycare that I wanted to do when I was 19 years old. Uh, I still didn't know how I was going to do it. Like the research and the policies and procedures, like that's the easy part. Executing it was the hard part. So, um, at the time we stayed with my mom and I asked her cause she had a family room at her house. So I asked, I said, you know, Hey, can I start a daycare here? And you know, she said, yeah, kind of because she didn't think that I was going to follow through on it. So she said, yes, yeah. so I started the procedures to open up the daycare. I got licensed and I was scared. Here I am, 24 years old, responsible for another human being on top of being responsible for myself. Now, a lot of people think at 18, you're grown, but you're not. You know, there's so much that you have not learned, so much that you have not experienced, so much that you need to go through in order to shape you into a responsible adult. And I had to do all of this on top of figuring out how to create my own income. I had no job security. I had no health insurance. I had no, you know, 401k. I had no vacation days. I had nothing. And... All I had was, you know, this little person that I knew I had to prove that I was successful. So um, nothing really seemed to be working out at first. Uh, everything kind of seemed to give me like a brick wall. Um, I, In my head, I thought that everything had to be perfect. Once I started looking for, you know, a location like it had to be a perfect situation to where, oh, I found the perfect location. Oh, I found the perfect clients. And it didn't work like that. It didn't work like that at all. So um, I started, you know, just creating flyers and business cards and doing the usual marketing that you do in the beginning. And I ended up getting a few clients. So my first client, one of my first clients was a five-week-old baby. And I didn't think much of it. Like, you know, I had my daughter, like, when she was a baby. So it was easy, right? All you had to do is change a couple of diapers and give them bottles when they're hungry and let them sleep. But this five-week-old baby was different. He was the biggest crybaby. He would not let me put him down. I could not attend to my daughter and the other kid that I had at my daycare at the time because he would cry nonstop. And I literally would be holding him, watching him cry, not knowing what to do. Like my eyes used to fill up with tears because I felt like I failed. 
You know, like if I can't figure out what this five week old baby wants, like how can I have a successful daycare? How can I do this for a living? How can I make enough money to support me and my daughter? And, you know, at that moment, I felt like I failed. Like, I was heartbroken. <laughs> like, I looked at my daughter and I'm just like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I tried. And I remember applying for the casino again and just saying, you know, I'm just going to go back to the casino. I'm just going to go back to what's easy. I'm just going to go back to what I know. So I applied for the casino. I got an interview. Um, I got to my interview and they asked us to reenact one of our favorite TV shows. So I reacted a scene from Shrek, right? One of my favorite movies at the time. And when I left the interview, I called my mom. I was like, mom, like, you know, I, I got it. I know I got it. Like I, I aced the interview. Like I was excited. You know, I'm like, you know, I can go back to having, you know, stable income. I can go back to having insurance. Like I could be a good mother to my child now. And a couple of days went by and I didn't hear anything back. So I called and I spoke to the hiring supervisor and she informed me that I did not get the job. I was crushed, like literally mouth hanging open, eyes filled with tears, like I felt again. And I didn't know how to, I didn't know what to do. So I called my mom, I called my mom crying, like, mom, like, I don't know why I didn't get the job. Like, I did everything I was supposed to do. I, you know, I did good on my interview, like, and I'm replaying, like, what I did, what I could have said for me not to get the job. And I just felt like that rejection was just the worst feeling, like, you're not good enough. And, you know, she reassured me like, you know, it'll be okay. You know, you can apply for another casino, but that feeling of rejection and a company making me feel like I wasn't good enough when I know that I was good enough for that position really put fire under me to go ahead and continue what I started with my daycare. So I went back with a different state of mind. I went back with a different drive. Like I'll figure it out. Whatever I have to do to figure out how to make this a success, I'll do it. And I did. You know, I I started reading and I started learning about babies and attachments and forming bonds and communicating with them and soothing them and different techniques to calm them down. You know, like my daughter was an easy baby, so I never had to go through any of that with her. And, you know, I figured it out. And I became great at figuring it out. I became great at pouring all of this love that I had inside of me into these babies. And it really created the foundation for what my daycare is now. But I wasn't ready for any of this. I wasn't prepared for any of this. I didn't have a savings to where I could fall back on in case it didn't work out. It had to work out. And me not getting that job interview was just God telling me, like, stick to it. You know what you want to do. You have the plan. You have all the tools to execute it. Stick to it. You're going to mess up. If you mess up, figure it out. 
you're going to come into, you know, situations where it's hard. It changes you. It makes you grow as a person. But that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of starting. That's the beauty of executing. That's the beauty of actually sticking to your plan and not letting anyone or anything deter you from that plan. Because I stuck to my plan and because I, I put in the time and the energy to figure out how to be the best daycare provider possible, I now have two daycares. I now have referrals, you know, from my, all my clients. I now have, you know, I remember I didn't know how 